Good morning. About a month ago, two judges in the same federal court looked into very similar lawsuits at the cutting edge of the First Amendment and social media, both filed by the same guy, through the lens of the same court precedent, and arrived at two different conclusions. And now, both of those cases have been appealed. For Tuesday, August 29th, it's your Loud Now Morning Minute. Paige Buscema here from Itopia Inc. with your iStyle file moment. Did you know that wearing poorly crafted sun lenses tricks your eye into letting down its natural defenses? Your pupil constricts to reduce light entering the eye. But in cheap sunglasses, the dark lens causes your pupil to dilate and allows harmful rays to come in. Meet the team and find out what lens is best for you at Itopia Inc., the eyewear vault in downtown Leesburg. Follow us online at Itopia Inc. That's at E-Y-E. T-O-P-I-A-I-N-C and itopiainc.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. County Chairwoman Phyllis Randall and Lansdowne resident Brian Davison have both filed appeals to federal court rulings about whether Mr. Davison's First Amendment rights can be violated by blocking him on Facebook. In one case, Judge James Kacharis ruled that Chair Randall had indeed violated Mr. Davison's First Amendment rights by blocking him from her official Facebook page overnight. The court, however, declined to order any injunctive relief and also dismissed a complaint that his 14th Amendment right to due process had been violated. A few days later, Judge Anthony Tranga from the same federal district court tossed out another lawsuit by Mr. Davison, arguing school board members had violated his First Amendment rights again by blocking him on Facebook. Where Chair Randall had only blocked him for a few hours, he had been blocked for some time from those pages. Both rulings hinged on whether an elected official's Facebook page can be considered a public forum for speech. And in their rulings, both judges looked at the same court precedent, a case from 1985, and came up with different answers. Judge Kacharis found that because Chair Randall had been using her Facebook page as a way to communicate back and forth with her constituents, it had been designated as a channel for communication with the public, and was therefore a protected forum for speech. But Judge Tranga wrote that it was not clear, as a legal matter, whether there was a clearly established First Amendment right on an elected official's Facebook page that a reasonable person would know, and that school board members and school employees were therefore protected from that lawsuit. Because of the mixed ruling in Mr. Davison's case against Chair Randall and the Board of Supervisors, both sides have appealed that ruling. Mr. Davison has also appealed the decision against him in the school board case. Both cases now go to the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals in Richmond. Mr. Davison, although he frequently represents himself in these cases, is not a newcomer to the court system. He has several past and ongoing lawsuits against elected officials and has often accused school board members of corruption. You can also find plenty of his comments on newspaper websites as Virginia SGP. Earlier this year, Judge Kacharis tossed out a similar lawsuit against Commonwealth's attorney Jim Plowman, again dealing with Facebook. These cases could have national implications. Loudon is once again at the bleeding edge of the law. These cases will be part of deciding how the First Amendment applies to social media. 
Stick with us to see where they end up. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story, where you can also see a comment from Mr. Davison in the comments section using his usual moniker, Virginia SGP. It's all at loudonnow.com. In other news, Shoes, Cup, and Cork, the popular coffee shop in downtown Leesburg, which happens to be right next to our office, is closed after a small electrical fire charred part of the kitchen over the weekend. It'll likely be closed for a few days while they clean up and make repairs, according to a spokesperson. In other news, coffee shops have spokespeople now. Anyway, the staff were there early yesterday morning to clean up, and all the restaurant's perishable food, which is pretty good, will be donated to either the homeless shelter in Leesburg or Loudon Hunger Relief. Good on you guys. And if you haven't seen the secret garden in the back, make sure to check that out whenever they reopen. Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring was in Loudoun yesterday to drop off copies of the new Military and Veteran Legal Resource Guide at our new Department of Veteran Services office in Ashburn. This 34-page booklet is supposed to be a go-to resource for veterans looking for guidance on a variety of the legal issues they commonly face, from employment law to voting rights to tax law and education benefits. Since 2015, the Attorney General's office has organized quarterly pro bono legal clinics for service members and also has secured nearly $100 million in debt relief for veterans and consumer protection actions against firms that targeted military families with deceptive and illegal business practices. You can also get a look at the Legal Resource Guide online, but the web address is kind of long, so I guess either Google it or check the story on our website for the link. And the Loudoun Arts Council will soon start accepting applications for its art share grants. These grants were created to help organizations of artistic merit to the Loudoun community maintain their stability and encourage their development. The grant period for this year is September 1st through October 31st, and awards will be announced Thursday, November 30th. Man, are we really already almost to September? Anyway, the grants are open to nonprofit organizations in good standing with the Loudoun Arts Council. You can find more information and the application at loudonarts.org slash programs slash art share. We've also got that link over on our website. Get the full story on all these wonderful stories over at loudonnow.com. While you're there, check out the news about what's coming for that building that used to house Pittsburgh Ricks in Leesburg. Cheryl Strasser and KK Brady are bringing their farmer's market concept to downtown Leesburg with Cowbell Kitchen. The concept's simple. Fresh, healthy, locally sourced, plant-based food made simply but with lots of love. You can get the full story at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, drop into the Cooley Gallery's open ceramic studio today from 6 to 8.30 p.m. The cost is 50 bucks, which includes clay. You can either use the studio time to work on your own creation, or you can go along with instructor Amy Manson's project for the evening. Check our calendar to make a reservation online. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there in the morning when you get up. Okay, have a great day. Mm